0: Everybody's not doing? Oh, we're fixing to do. We're going we're gonna to do church. How's that? A little praise. You know what? When you uh, accepted Christ as your Savior, there was a big book called the Book of Life in Heaven. And God took His pen and wrote your name in that book. Nothing can ever take it out. Nothing can ever erase it it's always there. Isn't that wonderful? Amen. Somebody needs to say amen. amen. Alright, let's stand together and let's sing a little bit. There's a new name written down in glory. Sing it with me. I was once a sinner but I came parted to receive from my Lord This was freely given and I found that He always kept His word There's a new down in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. And the white-robed angels sing the story. A sinner has come home. For there's a new name, written down in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. With my sins forgiven, I am found for heaven. Sumbling, kneeling at the cross, fearing not but God's angry frown. When the heavens open, and I saw that my name was written down, there's a new name written down in glory, and it's mine. Oh, yes, it's mine. And the wide-robed angels sing the story. Her has come home, for there's a new name written
1: down in glory,
0: and it's mine. Oh yes, it's mine. With my sins forgiven, I am bound for heaven. the book is written saved by grace all oh, the joy that came to my soul now I am forgiven and I know My sins forgiven, I am back for heaven, nevermore to roam. I've been changed, I've been reborn. All my life has been rearranged. What a difference it made when the Lord came and stayed in my heart. Oh, yes, I will sing it again. I've been changed, I've been reborn. All my life has been rearranged What a difference it made When the Lord came and stayed in my heart Oh yes, I've been
2: changed
0: Can somebody say amen to that? Amen, amen and amen Thank you, you may be seated Choir, you may be seated
3: Brother Michael Let them know who what's going on around here Glad to see everybody, and glad you're here, glad for our guests. Uh, Thank you for coming here tonight. We've got a treat for you. And uh, Brother Lewis has got everybody fired up. Brother Micah's going to get everybody preached up, and uh, so if his voice will hold up. So pray for his voice, and I know how it is this time of the year, allergies and whatnot. You know, last uh, night, Brother Micah preached on serving the Lord uh, behind the scenes, unnoticed, and obscure, would we be willing to do it? And of course, uh, our musicians sometimes are obscure, but they're doing work behind the scenes and, and playing. we got our sound people back there. Yeah, behind no, the screen. Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Behind the screen, behind the scenes. But it's certainly good to see everybody here. I'm going to ask at this time if uh, Brother Willie Thornhill, would you mind opening us up with a word of prayer? And i will going to turn it back over to Brother Lewis. Brother Willie.
0: Thank you, Brother Michael. Uh, Sister Holly Carpenter is going to come at this time and sing for us. So, Miss Holly, if you'll come, please.
4: I was just telling them it's been a long time since I've been on this stage. Come
0: can say that because of Jesus. He makes it well with our soul. And uh, what a blessing that is. I'm going to teach you a few little choruses that I hope you can sing along tomorrow at work or at school or wherever you are along the way. And uh, this one just simply says, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. And I hope that we'll enjoy these as we move along through here. Then we'll wind up in heaven where we need to with them. So Sing them with me, if you will. Jesus, I'll never forget. You may remain seated, but do sing. Here we go. Uh, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out.
2: Jesus, I'll never forget.
0: Forget what you've done. Thank you, choir.
5: In my wrestling and in my doubts In my failures You won't walk out Your great love You are the peace in my troubled sea You are the peace in my troubled
2: sea
5: In the silence you won't let go In my questions your truth will hold Your great love will the peace in my troubled sea, oh, oh. you are the peace in my troubled sea, my lighthouse, my lighthouse, shining in the darkness, I will follow you, oh, my lighthouse, my lighthouse, Trust the promise You will carry me Safe to shore Safe to shore Safe to shore shore. I won't fear What tomorrow brings with each morning I will rise and sing My God's love will lead me through You are the peace in my troubled sea Whoa, You are the peace in my troubled sea In the darkness, I will follow you, oh, my lighthouse, my lighthouse. I will trust the promise, you will carry me safe to shore, safe to shore. Your love will lead us safe to shore Far before us, you're the brightest Your love will lead us safe to shore Promise you will carry me safe to, shore. Safe to, shore. Safe to shore.
0: Thank you so much Caleb in the storms of life wherever we are we can look out through the horizon and see that lighthouse shining strong and true. In the Re- in Revelation 5, they were looking for someone worthy to be able to do all of that. And there was one there that looked like a lamb that had been slain from the foundation of the world. His name is Jesus. So we're going to sing about that, worthy of the lamb, worthy of the lamb. You may remain seated, but do sing it. <coughs> sing it with me. Hear the cries of the shackled from the onset. Broken, the cries of the slaves Is there no one worthy To set us free Then the crying is still As the chorus brings out The shackled released From their chains And thousands of voices Swelling the song Worthy saints of all time, holding their crowns in their
2: hands.
0: Fall down before Him, join cross of Christ. We look to the cross for as our way of salvation, our way of forgiveness, our way to get through just a normal day. And so we're going to remind you, the choir is going to remind you about that. He grew the tree so that we may go free. you watch her. Go ahead and stand because I was going to ask you to anyway. Let's stand together. There's only one in the audience tonight. His name is Jesus, and we're going to sing to him that wonderful, wonderful song, Holy, Holy, Holy. Let's sing it together. Everybody sing it with me. Everybody sing it to the Lord. Holy, 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 Lord.
2: wonder, all struck wonder,
0: at the mention of your name, Jesus, your name is power, breath and living water, such a marvelous mystery, oh, sing that chorus, holy, 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 is the Lord God God. Thank you so much, church. Choir, thank you so much. You may go.
2: Amen.
0: You may be seated. Thank you. Amen and amen. champion robed in white. His height exceeds the heavens. His weight outweighs the world. His reach reaches everywhere. His age is evermore. He is higher than the highest, greater than the great. No one could ever take his crown away. He's so mighty than the mightiest. He reigns from above. He's the all-time undisputed, undefeated champion. Serena, to raise his hands in victory for me. An angry crowd crucified this king who wore their crown, and they gladly watched the champion going down. But I will never count him out, for I'm the The day he rose to retain the title Champion of Love. Come
1: Amen. Thank you so much for that. I just looked at Brother Michael and said, "There's nothing like the Lord changing your message on the front row right before you get up to preach." I want to ask you, Kenneth. Surprise! You're gonna have a lot to follow tonight, a lot more than I gave you earlier. So I swapped it up earlier, and uh, but the Lord, uh, we, we better let Him have His way, right? Amen. Proverbs chapter 25 this evening. Message I shared with our folks at Calvary. Uh, just a little while back, and I want to share it with you this evening because uh, the Lord wants me to, and so that's what I'm going to do. I'd be afraid to do anything different. Proverbs chapter 25 and verse number 25, all these songs we've been singing tonight, you pray for me, God will give me voice to preach, but all these, uh, I, you might tell by now, I don't have a turn it down volume <laughs> switch. It broke a long time ago, and uh, I never have got it fixed, so... Uh, boy, these songs we've been singing tonight, they've been good. And I tell you the good thing about them is that they're all good news. Amen. Anybody here ever read a newspaper? Nobody? Now you're lying in the church. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Got too many Baptists. Everybody's scared to put their hand in there. See? John, uh, John here I go preaching on something else now. Uh, so we read that newspaper. Boy, we turn on the news channel. And I don't know if you pick up on it, but it don't take you very long to figure out. There's not a lot of good things going on in our world today. (laughs) There's not a lot of good news. When there is good news, they don't want to share it because they can't make any money off of it. And all you ever see is the worst of the worst. Bad news surrounds us, and it really has just taken over our world today. (laughs) One man said it like this. He talked about how God's children have lost their shout. And they've developed a pout. And I tend to believe him. It's easy. It's easy to get discouraged in the world we're living in. I mean, it's a stressful place. All you ever hear is bad news. The doctor calls, you got a bad report. You pick up the newspaper, you read bad headlines. You turn on the TV station, it's bad news. Everything is bad. Everything in our world today is geared around making money off sharing the things that are bad. And you know what's so sad is that so many of God's people and all that's not going on good in our world today, we become so defeated that we forget that there really is still a good news that you and I are supposed to be sharing with the world around us. Amen. There's still good news that we're supposed to be sharing. We just sing about the champion of love. I mean, we're supposed to be telling the world about the champion of love. We still have the good news. You know that's what the gospel is, right? I know with your pastor, you've heard that before. That the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. In all that's going on bad in our world today, there is some good that can be told. And that good is the news of Jesus Christ. You know, until we have revival and we get really stirred up about that cause, we're always going to focus on the bad and forget about the good. Oh, God bless this young man. Thank you. Somebody will do that for you one day. There's so much bad that's going on and that's all we focus on. But we got some good. You know, there was a wise man by the name of Solomon. (laughs) and He wrote a book to his son. And instructed him in the things of life. Things didn't just now get bad, you know. I mean, just in our recent years uh, has the world gotten bad. We we know better than that. It's been bad a long time. Matter of fact, since that little incident in the garden, fellow by the name of Adam and his wife Eve, ever since then it's been going downhill. Well, Solomon took a little time to write a book to his son. And he just gave him some nuggets of wisdom throughout this book called the Proverbs. And he told him this about good news. He said about good news as cold waters. Boy, how timely, man. As cold waters to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you so much for the day, for the music. Man, it's been good. You've been good. Father, we know without you we couldn't even be here tonight. And without you there'd be no need to be here tonight. Father, we thank You for letting us live in a place that's so free that we can meet and we can sing and we can preach and we can shout and we can worship You tonight because not everybody in the world gets to do this. So, Lord, help us not take it for granted. Lord, help us to be under the leadership and the guidance of Your Holy Spirit only. And, Lord, help us tonight to understand what we read in Your Word and to apply it. Father, it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. When I think of news from a far country, those of you that have been outside of the United States of America, you know what I'm talking about. You go to a foreign country. I've been to Mexico, Honduras, a few other places in my lifetime, and there's something special. You know, on a normal basis, me and my wife, We'll email back and forth maybe once or twice in the day while she's at work and we may text each other. We may call each other throughout the day and as long as we're in our normal routine, we pretty much have some form of communication where we can talk to each other. But you know, there's those times that I've been out of the country and man, when I'm able to hook up to some communication and talk to my family, it's I understand what Solomon's talking about. It's that that sense of, uh, of of a, a quenching a thirst. It's something that you need. I, I need to know that my wife's okay. I need to know that my children are okay. I I need to hear some news from a far country. I just want you to to take a little time with me tonight to just imagine that far country being heaven. And I want to imagine this evening, and I don't think it's a stretch of the imagination. I think it's exactly what Solomon is talking about here. We have before us this very evening a few headlines from heaven. And I want to share those heavenly headlines with you this evening. And I want to share with you this evening the fact that we ought to put down the newspaper every now and then and all that bad news that the world's sharing with us today. And we ought to pick up the good news sometimes. We ought to take this good news to people who all they ever hear is bad news. you know when we need a revival it 's when all we can think about is bad news it 's when all we care about is bad news it 's when all we can share with other people is bad news. listen, bad news is all around us, but good news is right here, and people need to hear the good news. It came from a far country. the Bible tells us that holy men of God spake as they were moved listen the the people of God wrote as God moved them to write, and God gave them this news from a far country. And Solomon said he takes our mind in this illustration to a great point that you and I all understand. We live in South Arkansas. We know what hot is, don't we? It's fixing to get real hot. You know, I thought today I was going to die, and we're just in in March or something like that. You know, I walked across that parking lot, I thought, man, it's getting Hot. But listen, it's really going to get there, isn't it? We know what it is. You're out working in it. And there is nothing in this world when you're working out in the hot summer sun and getting a cold glass of water. I mean, you can feel it running all the way down to your toes inside. You know, boy, it just cools you down. It's refreshing. And nothing can quench your thirst. There is nothing in this world more satisfying to you and me when we're hot and tired and wore out and sweaty and nasty, been working all day. There's nothing more refreshing to us than drinking a cold glass of water. And Solomon said that's what good news is like to a group of people who all they ever hear is, is bad. All they ever know is bad. That's what it's like when they hear some good news from a far country. And I want you to know something tonight. We've got a world filled with bad and we've got a world full of people who all they know is bad and we've got good news from a far country. We ought to be taking it to them. We ought to be giving them more than just what they get in the newspaper, more than just what they get on the news station. We ought to be giving them the good news from heaven's headlines. I tell you what, I open up this book, and I want to share some good news with you tonight from a far country. And the first heavenly headline that I come to as I read through this book that God gave us from a far country, the headline reads like this, For God so loved the world. The Bible tells us in John 3 and 16, our first heavenly headline in the in this book that God gave us, that God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him, praise God for that word, whosoever, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see, that's what the world needs to hear. They need to hear less about ISIS and more about Jesus. That's what they need. I just came up with that on my own. Y'all proud of me for that? Boy, that's good right there. (laughs) Listen, that's what they need. Yeah, write that down. I got that trademark. Don't use it. Listen, that's what the world needs. They need to hear that God so loved the world. They need to hear that God loved us so much that in while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's what they need to hear. Join me in the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. The book of Ephesians chapter 2. In verse number 1, the Bible says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Verses 1 and 2 and 3, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience among whom also ye all had our conversation uh, in time past in the lust of our flesh fulfilling the desires of our flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of god even as uh, the children of wrath even as others now listen i don't know about you but that's bad news to me we were the children of disobedience. We are, we are the children of wrath. We fulfilled the desires of our flesh. We lived in the lust of our flesh. Listen, we were, we were dead in our nature, in our sin, and it, it separated us from God. And that's all a bunch of bad news. But then we read verse number 4. But God who is rich in mercy. You see, people in our world today, they know how sorry they are. They hear it all the time. People always tell them about how sorry they are, how sinful they are, how wretched they are. I can't believe you'd live like that. I'd never do such a thing. That's not what they need to hear. They need to hear, but God, who was rich in mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us, even when we were dead, And in sins hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are ye saved. That's good news. And I'm going to tell you what. When I figured out all that bad news about myself. And then I figured out that good news that came right after that. Man, it was like a cold drink of water on a hot summer day. How refreshing it was to my soul to know that even though I was dead in my sins and trespasses, listen, I didn't have to stay there. I could do something else. Why? Because God so loved the world. He loved me. God loves the sinner. And I want you to know tonight, friend, no matter how far you are from God, He loves you tonight no matter how separated you are from God because of your sin, no matter if you sin, sin here, sin there, you're living in a whole lifestyle of sin. I want you to know tonight that God so loved the world, He so loved you, the inhabitants of His orderly creation, that He gave His Son for your life. We sing that song, His life for mine. He substituted His life for yours. No matter how you feel tonight, you need to know this, that somebody loves you, and they always will. And His name is God. He created you, and He gave His Son for you. And we continue to read on in our heavenly headlines. And we come secondly, in the book of John chapter 19 and verse 30, where our Savior, the one who God gave because He loved us so much, was hanging on the cross. And Jesus said these words, these three words that changed your eternity and mine. The second headline reads like this, it is finished. You listen, they're not going to put that in the newspaper. You're not going to pick it up in the morning and it say, it is finished. Jesus paid your sin debt. Listen, they won't tell you that. And you, you can go Fox News, MSNBC, CNN, CBS, C, whatever else you want to see, and you're not going to see Jesus loves you. This world doesn't want you to know that. This world doesn't want you to know that your debt, listen to me tonight, your debt has been paid. And you didn't pay it. And I'll tell you something else, you can't pay it isaiah chapter fifty three gives us a beautiful description in verses four, five and six of isaiah chapter fifty three We have a beautiful description of Jesus in this all prophecy, surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. The Bible says. But He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. Speaking of Jesus, the chastisement of our peace, listen to this, it was upon Him and with His stripes we are healed. Isn't that good news? That it's not my stripes, it's the stripes of Jesus Christ that bring me salvation. And as Jesus was hanging on the cross of Calvary and He cried out this this cry, He said, it is... Is finished, Man, that's an interesting word. In the English it's three, but in the Greek it's one, and the word in the Greek is tetelestai. And Jesus cried out tetelestai from the cross. It meant something to everybody that was standing there that day. It was an accounting term that they were very familiar with. In the marketplace they would use this word Tetalesti, and you would come in and you'd fill your you you might run up your bill in the marketplace. But the day you came in and you paid your bill in full, you was perfect, complete, and you didn't owe another dime. The marketplace, that manager there, he'd write on your receipt. Die. You don't owe me anything. It's paid in full. You don't owe me a dime. Your debt has been satisfied. It's been paid in full. Listen to what Jesus said about your sin debt and mine as He hung on the cross of Calvary. It's been paid in full. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That's good news. Our world needs to hear it today. And we read on. And we see that this Jesus that died on the cross of Calvary, He didn't stay dead. Thank God for that. Because I want you to know tonight a dead king is nobody's king. But tonight our king's not dead. Next next uh, heavenly headline we come to is in Luke chapter 24 and verse number 34. <laughs> Luke chapter 24. In verse number 34, the Bible says, saying, The Lord is risen indeed. And hath appeared to Simon. See the Bible. I mean, that newspaper isn't going to tell you that. It it might tell you they found the remains of Jesus, but boy, you better believe that's a lie. You know why? Because he's not there. I know those folks are smart and all, but boy, they just can't figure it out, can they? It just—it's eating them up. He's just not there. That headline that we read next says the Lord is risen indeed. The Bible tells us that they came to the tomb of Jesus and they were going to put spices on His body. But guess what? He wasn't there. Lo and behold, just like He said, He was gone. Why do you come looking for Jesus? He told you He wasn't going to be here. The Lord is risen. 1 Corinthians 15 and 23 tells us that He is the first fruits of them which sleep. Listen, He rose for us. And you know what that means for you and me? That He rose so we might rise as well. You see, He lives so that I might live. The only thing I can do is what Jesus has already done. And I want to tell you some good news tonight. I'll go in a grave one day, but here's the good news about it. I won't stay there. Boy, that's good news. The world doesn't want you to know that. And I'm going to tell you what, there's a whole lot of people huddled up in here tonight. We ought to take this good news out and tell the rest of the world that's not here. They need to hear something good. You know what it would be like? It would be like a cold drink of water on a hot summer day. Refreshing to the soul to hear, I don't have to stay like I am. I don't have to stay lost. I don't have to stay separated. I don't have to go to hell when I die. Listen, when I die, I don't have to stay dead because God, He sent His Son. And His Son cried, it is finished. And He laid in a grave. But three days later, He rose again and He is risen indeed. But where would He go? Well, there's more good news, see? The Bible tells us also at our next heavenly headline, Jesus said in John 14, He told His disciples, He said, let not your heart be troubled. Yeah, you know, they were upset. Man, Jesus is leaving them. He was their best friend. And every time something came up, they just ran over to Jesus and Jesus calmed them down and He took care of their problem. And now Jesus says, I've got to go. And these old boys were thinking, man, I gave up my whole life to follow you, and now you're going to leave me after three and a half years? Are you serious? People have mocked us. They've ridiculed us. They're making fun of us. I mean, we've been rejected by our families because we believe that you are the Messiah, and now you're going to leave us? What are we going to do? And Jesus said, don't let, let not your heart be troubled. You know what I hear Him saying? Don't be upset. If you believe in God, believe also in me. Jesus said, In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. And Jesus said, And if I go, and Jesus was saying there, Just as sure as I go, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there ye may be also. I want to tell you about a headline you're not going to read in the paper in the morning, and it reads like this, I've gone to prepare a place for you. I've gone to prepare a place for you. You see, the Bible tells us of heaven that it's greater than anything we could ever imagine. Uh, Paul told the Corinthians that I have not seen and ear have not heard what, what's prepared for them who love the Lord. Listen there. It, it, we can't even imagine how good heaven's going to be. I mean, I could sit here and we could go to the book of the Revelation and I could, I could read you the description of heaven and the walls and the foundation and the gate and the street and all and the crystal sea. And man, we could read it all day long. And, uh, but here's the thing about it. I'm not saying y'all not reading. You should make yourself familiar with it, but I want you to understand. Understand, you and I will never get our mind wrapped around how good heaven's going to be. I mean, until we get there, we can never really fully comprehend the fact that Jesus has gone to prepare a place. And you know what that place is called? It's called heaven. And I want to tell you something about heaven. It's my home. It's where I'm going. And that's good news. That's good news. It's going to be better than anything we could ever imagine. Folks, I'm going to tell you, our world needs to know that Jesus is going to prepare a place for all the whosoever's in the world. Now, for all the Baptists, I know, don't let that offend you. But I hope you don't think you're going to heaven because you're a Baptist. Because your name's on a church roll. Listen, I hope you don't think you're going to heaven because you're a preacher, because you're a Sunday school teacher, because you're a deacon, because you're this, because you're that. You're going to heaven because you're saved by the blood of Jesus. Now, like I said yesterday, if you're saved, you ought to be a Baptist. you understand? But, hey, what can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And Jesus said, whosoever believes in me, I'm going to prepare a place for them. And that's good news. But here's some more good news, Jesus said. We keep on flipping through this book. Boy, we find more good news than I could share with you tonight. Don't worry, we're not going to cover the whole Bible, believe it or not. Jesus said in Revelation chapter 22, verse number 20, Revelation chapter 22 and verse number 20. Jesus said, Surely I come quickly. Amen. And John said, Even so come, Lord Jesus. You see, as we open up God's Word, we find all kinds of good news. We need to shut the world's news. Open up the good news. And you and I would be refreshed like a cold drink of water on a hot summer's day. We find out that God loved us so much, He gave His Son to die for us. His Son loved us so much, He gave His very life for us. paid our debt that He did not owe. We find out that after the cross, He was placed in a tomb, but yet He didn't stay there. Good news, He came out. After He came out of the tomb, He left, and He went to the heavenly home. He went to His heavenly Father to be at the right hand of Him, to make intercession. That means He listens to you. When you cry out to Him, He hears you. He takes your prayers on your behalf before the heavenly Father. That's good news. He's gone to prepare a place, but He said, as Just as sure as I go, I will come again. And He told John, He said, Write these things, man. Look put this down i want people to know you know how people are going to find out if me and you go tell them about it man he said surely truly i come quickly i'm coming back and i told you yesterday morning it doesn't matter if you believe that or not it ain't gonna keep him from coming he said, surely I come quickly. Jesus is returning. Just like Paul told the Corinthians in, in his first letter to them in the 15th chapter, he talked about the resurrection. Listen, they had a big, they had a big problem at Corinth and the problem was, is that some people there were doubting that Jesus rose from the dead. And I love how Paul said it. I'm just going to kind of put it in South Arkansas. So we're all on the same page. Okay. Paul said, look y'all. If we don't believe in the resurrection, we might as well just shut it up and go home. Long story short, anyway, you read it. Paul told him, he said, if we don't believe in the resurrection, everything we're doing is in vain. It's empty. It's pointless. It has no meaning. It has no benefit. We ought not even preach anymore. Let's just shut her down and go to the house if Jesus didn't rise from the grave. You know why? Because a dead king's nobody's king. And the good news is, is that our king lives forevermore. He rose just like He said He was. And Jesus said, Surely I come quickly. And then we move on. And we see, as Jesus told His disciples, <clears throat> He said, I'm coming back, and this is the reason I'm coming back. So that where I am, what? There you may be also. You see, another heavenly headline we come to reads like this, and we find it in First Thessalonians chapter 4. In verse number 17. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse number 17. Then we which are alive and remain shall be called up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And here's our good news. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. You see, the Bible tells us of that place called heaven that we'll spend forever and ever with our King Jesus. It tells us that there'll be no more night. There'll be no more light, for the Lamb of God is the light. There's no need for a sun, nor moon, nor stars. But I'll tell you the good thing about heaven, there's more good news. See, there's more good news than you and I could ever share. We ought to get busy doing it, right? Quit spreading the gossip. Quit spreading the bad news. Start spreading the good news. We call it the gospel, not the gossip. We got the two mixed up every now and then, I understand. But we need to get it straight. There's good news to tell the world that we will forever be with God in a place the Bible says there'll be no more tears, there'll be no sickness, there'll be no more sorrow, no crying. Listen, there'll be no more of those things. And the Bible says for the former things have passed away. Boy, I love that. All these hard days, you don't have to raise your hand. Anybody have a bad day today? I know you did. I can look at your frowny face and tell it. That are you're tired of me talking, but I'm not going to quit right now, so get over it. I didn't preach what I wanted to preach. I'm not going to quit when I want to quit, okay? So shall we ever be with the Lord. That's what the world needs to hear. There won't be any more bad days in heaven. Won't be any more preacher, can you pray for me? Won't be any more of that. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just praising God that other people won't be suffering. Listen, there won't be any more. We gotta set up medical funds for people who can't afford to pay their medical bills. Listen, I hate it, but it ain't gonna be there, folks. Listen, it's not gonna be there. Not gonna be any glasses or walkers or canes or uh, medicine bottles or none of these things. Won't be any surgeries, doctors. I mean, if it puts you out of a job, so be it, but you're not gonna be there. Guess what? You won't have to listen to me in heaven either. I know what's... That. I knew that was coming. I know what it's like to be right over here. Let somebody else come and preach. Boy, listen, the preaching may not be much, but at least you just get to sit back and listen. But I'll tell you what, I'm ready for that day in eternity where we all just get to sit back and listen. Learn from the One who sent us the good news from a far country. Man. Then we come up to the best news of all, perhaps. Revelation chapter 22 and verse number 17. In Revelation 22 and verse number 17, the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. And I want you to hear this. Let him that heareth say, Come. Let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. This next heavenly headline reads like this, Whosoever will, may come. My friend, tonight if you're longing for that cool drink of water on a hot summer's day, you just want something that's going to be refreshing to your soul like you've never felt before, you need to come get a drink of that water. Jesus told a Samaritan woman, dirty, sinful woman, I mean, boy, we'd really turn our nose up at her. Mm, I can't believe somebody would live like that. Jesus said, if you'll drink of the water I give you, you'll never thirst again. You know what Jesus was telling that old girl? You can stop searching the world over for peace and happiness and joy And all those other things you've been longing for in this life, you can stop looking if you'll just take what I give you. You don't have to go to the bottle. You don't have to go to the drugs. You don't have to go to the women, to the men. You don't have to go to the world. You don't have to go to those things anymore. You'll just take what I give you. And I'll tell you the best news of all is that whosoever will, May come. You don't have to go to church first and get cleaned up and get your life right and then, and then come get you a drink of water. Jesus said, listen, here's the only requirement if you're thirsty. Come. And you know what's going to happen? Acts chapter 16 and verse number 31. The Bible tells us this great, great news. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ thou shalt be saved. You see, there was an old jailer, Philippi. He had Paul and his buddy in the jail there. and There was an earthquake. <clears throat> the Bible tells us that the jailer knew he would lose his life because all the prisoners got loose. He took a sword. He was going to kill himself. Paul said, don't do it. We're all still here. Bible says that old boy, he got up and he ran in there. And he had been hearing them singing and he had been hearing them preaching. Maybe he was a lot like you tonight. He had been hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. And he finally, he had been listening to that good news and he finally wanted to accept it. And so he came. And he said, what must I do to be saved? You see, it's a bad, bad time when you figure out you're lost. Maybe that's where you're at tonight. But I want to give you the good news. Same good news Paul told that jailer. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Friend, that's good news. It's good news for me and it's good news for you and it's good news for every other whosoever in the world, but we got to take it to them and tell them. You know how vital it is that you and I have a revival? You know how important it is for you and I to get on fire for the Lord Jesus Christ? It's so important that people are dying and going to hell because all they know is the bad news. I tell people all the time... we. We need to slow down telling people what we're against. We need to tell them what we're for every now and then. And we need to stop telling them all the bad and start telling them some of the good. I don't like for people to point out everything I do wrong without ever telling me how to fix it. Nobody does. Not even the lost sinner without Jesus. And there's good news. I want to ask you to bow your head tonight. I know we say revival's for the saved, and it is. I mean, it is. (laughs) But I'm here to tell you tonight, if you're lost, book of Romans chapter 1 tells us that by the visible and invisible things of creation, we stand before God without an excuse. Friend, tonight you can give whatever excuse you want to give for why you're not going to get saved tonight, but it ain't going to be good enough for God. Because from God's Word, you've heard the good news. You've heard the gospel. That Jesus loved you. He came. He died for you. He rose again. He went to prepare a place for you. He's coming again. And all you've got to do is believe in Him and you can be saved. No matter who you are. And I want to tell you tonight, you can explain it a whole lot of ways. I could tell you about when I got saved and how it felt like this and it felt like that, but boy, when I read Proverbs twenty-five, twenty-five, I said, yes, Lord, there it is. It was just like a cold drink of water on a hot summer day. It was so refreshing to my soul. It was just good to me. And you know, nothing in this world can quench your thirst like a good glass of water. And I want to tell you tonight that nothing will quench your soul's need tonight like Jesus, the good news from a far country. He'll be good to you tonight, but you got to believe on Him. you got to give up yourself and you got to give it over to Jesus. I want to ask you if you'd do that tonight. Father, I pray that You would just help us, Lord, to believe on You more, to trust in You tonight and give You what we need to give You. And Lord, we pray tonight that if there's those here that are lost, that they'd be saved tonight before it's everlasting too late. For those of us who are saved, help us to be revived so that we would go out and share the good news. Father, let it be done for Your honor and glory. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand? Heaven for me
0: Heaven for me Jesus will be What makes it heaven for me? All its beauty and wonders I'm longing to see. But Jesus will be what makes it heaven
2: for me.